Jay Martin Ramon, 1045, the zone powered by all four seasons garage doors right here in Nashville. All four, the number four, all four seasons garages.com slash Nashville, 150 years residential and commercial experience. Our question after we were with some of the listeners Saturday night at the Predators game, what's the coolest sporting event you've ever attended in person? Tony Liebrich has a hell of an answer mm. and a photo of him and his son. Me and my son were fortunate enough to have badges for Saturday and Sunday at the 2019 Masters. Watching Tiger do what he did in person with my son is something I will never forget. It will be very difficult to top for us. Uh, I, I want to go to Augusta in the worst way and have never <laughs> okay. gone, and I'm hoping that that changes at some point in time. Uh, I'm sure this guy's got quite an, he's got answers of things he attended while he was part of them and maybe attended when he wasn't part of them directly. Coach Mack joining us on the line brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Coach, what's going on this morning? Jamar and Ramon, good morning. I was talking to Shafe before uh, we came on the air. I had a picture sent to my phone this weekend that all of you guys were in and looked like you were having a hell of a time, mm -hmm. and that was a great win for the Preds. So that had to be fun, right? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, no one had as much fun as Ron Slay. Uh, <laughs> the, dance, the dance video that's now been seen over 27,000 times in just over a day, but sports is so uniting. And, and here's the thing. And I know you, you will be able to appreciate this coach 40% capacity at Bridgestone Arena Saturday night. Fans mean so much to the experience of sports, both for the players and coaches and those in it. And certainly, obviously for the audience and the environment and the atmosphere. And that I think we missed so much last year. Oh, hey, you know, when you experience it, and as I said, I've been blessed in my life to spend, you know, over three decades in professional sports and fans are, are everything. And we really, really experienced without fans last year. I mean, that first ball game that we did last year's Titans radio at the second Monday night game at Denver, that was a strange, strange experience. And it continued to be strange without fans, you know, you know, being in the stadium, but it, you, you are so right. I mean, just when we did, when we were able to do the draft this year with people there finally again. I mean, Ramon can attest to this, that second night, how great it was there at, at the East Club, at the mm -hmm. stadium, but how great it was for us the night before at the Virgin Hotel just to have fans around. I mean, that that it, it is so important, and you are 100% right. That's why I say, when I saw that, looked at that picture, I went, these guys are having a good time for a good reason. And let me just say this. Does Ron Slay ever not have a good time? No, never. No, never. no. So I mean, that was just that was just Ron Slay being Ron Slay, right? Yeah, there's just 100. some people. There's just some people like that, and you're you're privileged if you're around people like that. Absolutely. Moan's another one. Hey, we just try to have a good time, Coach Mac. You and I had a great time. You speaking of um, when we did the draft coverage for the Titans uh, about what about a couple, couple weeks, weeks ago? Yeah. At this point now. Fully enjoyed that, man. Fans, Coach Mack, you know, everybody tell you, put the ball down and play. I'll play anywhere. I don't need fans. I'm here to tell you, Coach, from hearing from the guys I know, that, that is a lie. They, no, they no, want you, you the fans. fans. Fans are a huge part of the experience. That's why Mike Keith and, and his Hall of Fame career as, as a play-by-play as a, as a, as a -play man has always done the games with the windows wide open regardless of weather, because the fans are part of the experience. And if you really want to relay that, especially on radio to your listeners, you've got to be immersed in that too. Mm -hmm. So it, it, the fans are a huge part of it. As I say, I am so happy that we are starting to get back to where we can have fans again, because they are a total 
part of the experience. Coach, the Juwan James thing that happened in Denver last week led to kind of a discussion about the NFL and the NFLPA and guys doing things on their own personal time, you know, being off facility and, and training, and then maybe your season coming to an end. We saw DK Metcalf run a 10-3-7 in the 100-meter dash over this weekend. You, as somebody that's, that's been in the league as long as you have, how do you, as a coach, feel the balance? And I don't know how you balance this, but how do you feel about guys that you want them to be able to live their lives and have freedom, but at the same time, their livelihoods, and in many respects yours, exist around their ability to be available to you on Sunday afternoon? So how exactly do you balance letting guys have freedom to to do what they want to do and challenge themselves physically while also protecting protecting the shield and protecting your own organization? Well, uh, Ramon can speak to this, and I can too, because I, I, I know what contracts are. I mean, mm-hmm. there are clauses in contracts with, with hazardous things that you, that you just you cannot do mm-hmm. just because the chance of being injured doing that, you know, away from playing football are great. Because, look, I mean, you are, when, when, you, when, you're, when you're a professional athlete, I mean, your ability to perform, that's, that's why you're there. But at the same time, too, I mean, I've never been one. I've never been on staffs. I've been fortunate all of, all of my years that if, if they, like, like DK Metcalf doing that. Look, DK Metcalf wanted, he wanted to do that and he worked out to do that. All right. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like he was, he was jumping off the top of a mountain. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, you know, he was, he was running. So I think it's, it's by individual cases, but for some things that you don't, you know, that everybody has to sign off on, we just won't do this. Mm-hmm. We won't do this because the chances of being injured and being injured in a catastrophe are very, very high. Now, look, Jawan James, guys, I've, I've done this and, and, and I've done this longer than Ramon was in the league. Mm-hmm. I've never been on a team, even if a guy was on, on NFI that he that that he was completely refused you know part of his money right. all right and so everybody could see why if he was not able to play all year why his why his uh, his salary would be truncated but I've never been on a on a staff and I've never been on in an organization that completely wouldn't pay a player that was injured working out away from the facility his 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 uh, a part of his money I mean that just doesn't happen now I didn't. I didn't read what was said. But if what was said was was look, he's not going to make any. What's he do to make Ramon ten million? Over ten, like I that? think. Yeah. 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 If he can't play at all, well, you know, that's going to be truncated some. But I've never been on on a staff or in an organization that's just refused to pay a player. That's just not good business. It's not. And coach, I I, I brought this up at the top of the seven. We were speaking on this topic uh, simply because the what you, you know the business side of the game and how. You know, the owners deal with the PA, and the people left out of the middle of this is the coaches. And I said this to the fact, I think the NFL released that statement about Jawan and off-site training and your money, your contract, simply because they want guys in the building. You've been a coach in this league. What do you want to do as a as somebody that's employed by the team? You want to coach, right? Oh, absolutely. And But here's the thing. Here's the thing, too, and I can I can go back on 31 years of experience with this from all levels. You know, when I first started, and and and, and I can say this, you know, with because everything that I tell you is the truth. You know, when I first started uh, with, with with the Bears, and we were going 14 and two, 13 and three, and 12 and four. Guess when we saw the players? The weekend after the draft, mm-hmm. after the playoffs was over, because you know the facilities weren't there to handle 
you know, all the players there. I'll tell you, the one group that used to come into the facility and work out together when I was there with the Bears was the offensive line. Mm-hmm. The offensive linemen, just because they are a herd, and you know that. I mean, yep. they were there, and they worked out, but nobody else was there, and so you trusted – you know, but you had a veteran team. You trusted them. Now, the way that it's the way that it's evolved, everywhere that I've ever been, I've never well, I've never experienced really having a problem having players come in. Now, there are individual cases, and as a player becomes more experienced, and a player, you know, becomes more attuned to what he needs to get ready, and you know, as a coach, as an organization, that they are going to be ready. But I don't. Here's the: if players want want to be there and and to and to work out then they're, they're going to be there. And so to me, what has happened, especially last year, when everything was, was reduced so much yeah. and none of, not, nobody was around for a long time and you still were able to put a good product on the field, the better organizations, and you're right, one thing, Ramon, about the, the coaches are always put in the middle of this, but the better organizations and the better coaching staffs are going to be able to adapt to whatever goes goes on. And here's what I, I always learned and I knew very, very early on. You, there is not one size fits all for anything. There just is not. And so if you are together as a, as a staff, as an organization, and the players believe in what, in, what, in what you're doing, then they are going to do things that are going to be conducive to being able to be together when the season starts. So to me, this one size fits all and saying, and just, and just chopping off, you know, one instant and saying, this is exactly fits everybody else. That's just not the real world. Yeah. The Mike Sando article that came out on Friday in the athletic where he talked to various personnel people and GMs, I guess, executives on all these teams about the first round selections of all 32 teams. It wasn't flattering to John Robinson and the Titans about Caleb Farley with one GM saying his medical was terrible. God bless him if he turns into a good player. And then kind of laying out some other things that the Titans have done wrong in the past few years. It's not about assessing whether or not that's accurate or not. It's more assessing these kind of comments coming from who knows where they're coming from, coach. Like I if the, I, I trust Mike Sando because I know how, I know his connections within the NFL. But it's there's always agendas behind things like this. There's agendas behind every opinion, I think, said by virtually any executive in the NFL. So I don't know what to make of stuff like this. How do you parse all this material coming from sources that aren't named that are so sometimes so fiery against an organization? J. Mark, first of all, I know you fairly well. You're, you're a very intelligent man. You really are. You know what to think about it. It, look, if there's not a, look, I know Mike Sando and, and, and I respect Mike Sando, but I don't respect somebody not putting their name to comments. Mm. So if, if it's, if it's anonymous sources say he, they said they, that word they in quotation marks is, is really, mm. really one of the most damaging things ever. They said, well, who's they? And to me, those t- type of, of comments without a name attached to them, are as about important to me as mock drafts. <laughs> I just don't pay attention to it. I mean, I haven't read the article, but when you just tell me that it's a non, I mean, why even care about it? I mean, that, that to me is that it matters nothing about what goes on. Look, you guys are in a very public forum with a show every day, every day is every comment about your show from, and especially on Twitter where it's way anonymous. Good. 
Well, you don't pay attention to that. You do what you do. You do what you know is right. And you continue to do that and do a good job. And you can't listen to that. It's elevator music, guys. Mm -hmm. It's elevator music. When the door opens and you step in, it's, it, it starts. And when, it, when you get to your destination and the door opens and you step off, it stops. But it had nothing to do with the elevator moving up and down. That's what those kind of things are. Yeah, it's That's well said. It is well said. And I was going to ask you about the fear for your option, but it's the fear for your option is just a thing in which, hey, both sides can start to negotiate or both sides can part ways. So we'll get past that one for a second, Coach Matt. The question I got you for, uh, have for you is this. Um, okay. The schedule is coming up. Uh, and, of course, they're going to make a big production about it. The NFL, everybody's going to release it. You guys are going to cover it also. But just as the layout of the schedule does it matter who plays who and where uh, when you when this schedule is released? Well, first of all, the, the answer is when the schedule's set, you've got to play whatever the schedule says, right? Yes, yes indeed. You know, unless it's like last year where you wait 16 days without practicing and then play on a Tuesday and still beat a playoff team. Mm -hmm. So we've seen everything happen. But does it matter? Yes, it does. I mean, when I was coaching, and you know when you were playing too, I tell yeah. you, when I, when I was coaching, the coaching aspect of it, let me bring that to our listeners. You want to really know who to start digging in on and start putting your quality control people and your assistant coaches on, starting to look at, look at, at tape. All right. Mm -hmm. Because if you're playing, if you start off early on with with a brand new coaching staff, well, then you're going to have to go back and dig tape from in the past from where they came from, because their tape last year with that team, if you've changed coaching staffs completely, it, it, it means nothing. So you're, you're that doesn't help you. So you, you look at that first. What I always looked at, I always looked at what the stretch run was going to be, you know, in December. Down, down the line, I, I looked at the opening, the first quarter of the season, and then I started looking at division games and then started looking at three-game runs, either mm -hmm. away or three-game runs at home, if some of those were there. And the next thing, because I worked on the coast. I mean, I worked out there. I worked, you know, in the, in the, on the coast out there in the, in the Pacific time zone, you know, at, at two places. And to me, you really start looking at how many coast-to-coast -coast travels you have and where they come. So there's a lot to it as a coaching staff when you start looking at it because it depends on a lot of ways the way you set up, how you're going to approach your preseason and how you're going to approach, you know, what goes on, especially in that first quarter of the season. So I absolutely looked at a lot of things. And the other thing that, that people will look at, I mean, your eyes immediately go to where's the open date? Where's the open date? Where's the stretch before, before, after? How many teams have an open date before we play them? How many teams have an open date, you know, coming off of a uh, off of an open date? Uh, so all of those things I, I looked at and would and would dissect. But your your initial statement, Ramon, is 100 percent true. The, the schedule is the schedule and you've got to play it the way it's set. When well, the schedule's coming out on Wednesday. Uh, there will be a Titans radio special here on 104.5 The Zone as we find out the order of the opponents for the Titans. I have a feeling I know what you're going to say here, but coach, would you rather catch a really good team early in the season, or does it even matter? I mean, like if you if you've got to play the Chiefs, if you got to play the Bills, if you got to play Tom Brady, if you got to play all these guys, would you rather catch them early, or every game's the same to you? I have a feeling I know your answer. <laughs> Well, no, no, no. Every game's not the same. Um, every game is not the same, but it, it depends. I'll tell you what really, what really matters, J. Mar, and I can't, I can't predict that now. I couldn't predict it when I was coaching. How healthy are you and how healthy is your opponent when you play them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the helmet can look the same, but if the dudes inside that helmet are their best people, 
well, then that's going to be a bigger challenge than if they've got some injuries and, and the, the people that are inside those helmets aren't quite their, aren't quite their top guys. You know, that mean, you know, attrition means a lot in the National Football League, especially now over a 17-game season. Uh, so when you ask me that, you know, is every game the same? Every game is not the same. Every game's the same only in one way. You have to win them. Yeah. You have to win them regardless of what your situation is at the time and regardless of what your opponent's situation is at the time. But as you approach it, depending on who's playing, who's playing uh, for you and who's playing for your opponent, every game is not the same. That's and I, Look, I've been in nearly 700 games. I understand that, and that's the reality of the National Football League. Well, you hope everybody's healthy all the time, but you, mm-hmm. you, you hope that you're healthy to start the season. The likelihood is you are and they are at least more than you're going to be at the end of the year. So I guess it's Correct. more a question of – Everybody trying to get everything back in mode. Sometimes it's shaky. Sometimes it's rusty. All of this kind of stuff. So I just wonder if you want to catch a Mahomes team earlier, you want to catch them late. Consider if we throw health out and just assume everybody's a hundred percent. Do you think it's easier to match up with a with a great team early or or later when they've gotten things kind of you know more buttoned up from a from just back into the swing of things standpoint? Well, I'm going to tell you again, Jay Mart, and you know this is it's never easy mm-hmm. with a great team. A great team is never easy regardless regardless of where they are. I've been on great teams before and we've we have we have gone into games where we've not played our best, but we were still able to win because we were a great team, okay? And so what you're talking about I think is once teams have got a chance to get into rhythm with what's going on. I think that's what you're you're referring to. And so naturally, if you're talking about being able to catch somebody before they're able to completely get in rhythm and how, have all the spokes in the bicycle chain catch onto the sprockets, well, then you've got a point. Mm-hmm. Coach Mack, real quick, we were having this conversation. Best sports moment or at a stadium that you've had uh, at any point in time? Well, that's hard. I know. That's hard I know. Because I've, I've been in – look – how 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 good have I had it all of my life to be involved in as many games as I said I've had in the National Football League? Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, I can't. It it it, it it's hard. It's hard. To, it's hard to pick one. I mean, I've been to you know I've been to, I've been to U.S. Opens. I've been to uh, you know one one of the coolest events that that I've that I've been to just as a spectator. See, I don't go as a spectator much. We haven't had a chance to you know in my whole life because I've been busy in professional sports doing it, but. Uh, when we went over, we went over to London one year because Stan Kroenke owns the Arsenal. And, you know, you, you'd hear, heard about, you know, what professional soccer is, you know, in, in Europe. But to go to that Emirates Stadium and mm-hmm. to see going, whoa, <laughs> these people are really serious about this. I mean, it was, you know, look, any sporting event I've been to, I've been to a lot of them. I've been to all the, all the, the horse races. I've been to, I've had an opportunity to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, guys, to me, and I'm serious when I say this, the adrenaline push that that that, that you get when you're involved in a National Football League game, whenever it's starting to kick off, I mean, I've got to put that above everything I've ever done uh, because it's just it's just real. I still get that adrenaline push broadcasting games because, mm-hmm. and you talk about the fans and you talk about all of those types of things. It's way cool. It's a way cool way to live. Indeed. Coach, always a pleasure, man. Hope you have a good week. We always look forward to it on Mondays. It starts us off in the right way. Absolutely.
Guys, you two guys are the best. Again, a really, really great picture you guys took. Tell Ron Slay, Coach Mack, really liked him in that picture. Will do, Coach. Yeah, I'm sure he will love it, too. <laughs> health plan. You guys. Yeah, you too. Health plan from Farm Bureau Health Plans is for folks who are busy planning other things because we provide coverage you can count on. Farm Bureau Health Plans plan on us. That's who makes it possible for us to have Coach Mack every Monday. We appreciate that. When we come back, I want to jump into something just for a couple of minutes. And uh, still got another hour to go. And we can jump more into Sando as well here. Yeah. But um, I want to talk about Elon Musk hosting, hosting Saturday Night Live this weekend. Because <laughs> I think people miss the point here. And it drives me insane with some of the commentary that I've seen over the past few days. I think we need to have this out. Because it was a big-time cultural touchstone this weekend. But people got this entirely wrong. So yeah. we'll jump into that a bit when we come back. Jay Martin and Moe, 104.5 The Zone.